0: Welcome to the podcast, the world of sports and the world around it. I'm your host, Henry Curry, a sports journalist that will be taking you to those exciting stories from athletes and others you won't hear anywhere else. Giving you relatable and inspiring content for fans and non-sports fans alike. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode eight of the podcast. I'm here with my good guest. Ashmir Prasad from Nuts and Bolts Sports. Ashmeer, uh, you know, I can describe you in many, many ways, but please just go ahead and uh, tell the audience what you're all about and what you do. Um, and please just go off.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Ashmir. I work with Nuts and Bolts Sports, as Henry mentioned. Um, I actually work in a full-time job, nine to five, and I work for Nuts and Bolts in my free time, if that's what you want to call it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I've been. I graduated from Oregon back in 2015. Moved back to the Bay and got a job in HR because I didn't know what else to do, and I had been applying to sports jobs for a while. Didn't hear back, and I was like, "Well, I gotta make some money." And I luckily found Joe and his team last year, and told them, you know, you don't have a lot of female presentation on representation on the. In the pod, like, what's going on? So I pitched the idea of hosting a football podcast and he was like, "I love it. You could just be doing live streams. And now here we are a year later, I've got moving the chains. We have like six live shows like, the brand has really grown. And I guess HR is HR, you know, if you had questions about that, I could tell you that too. But
0: (laughs) yeah, I love that you bring that up, actually, because that's what this episode's all about. Um, There's a disproportionate amount of women in the sports industry. And um, just it's been an ongoing, I guess you can say battle for more representation, um, you know, for women in sports, which I'm totally for because um, just, both sides have so much to offer. And I feel like women are still, you know, discredited for what they're capable of, because it's just, um, thankfully we're moving towards more progressive roles. Uh, but in terms of that, what, what are you planning to, to achieve in that aspect? You know, because I know it's, it can be hard, um, just, you know, being a female in sports and everything. So, you know, the statistics, you've probably seen the numbers and everything. Um, what do you hope to to just gain just going down the road and developing your path? Because I know your your goal, you have big goals and everything, which is great. So uh, I just want to hear from your perspective, like, is there a bigger picture than just getting to your goal? Is there anything else you want to pave along the way as well, you know, for women in sports?
1: Yeah, so I started my love for sports when I was young, my mom was actually like, super knowledgeable, she would go to the Raider games. she knew every player, she knew all kinds of stuff she was low-key or high-key she would say a peyton manning fan so she covered the nfl board with stats and knowledge and i was like dude my mom is so cool like that's what inspired me to be somebody as a female that knows sports because she was hanging out with my dad and all of my uncles and like it was just like you know it just gave you another level of conversation with people And I know sports probably takes up like 75% of people's conversations. Like somehow something turns back around to a meme you've seen or, you know, a player you've seen. So anyways, that's how I got into the whole love for sports. And then when I went to Oregon, got a journalism degree and there were not a lot of brown girls in those classrooms and Oregon is not too diverse Anyways, so I was feeling like very minority based and I was like, dude, this wouldn't be the case if I was in the Bay because it's very diverse out here. But once I graduated and came back, I was like, you know what? There's not a lot of Indian representation. I'm an Indian woman. And so I was like, I want to be like, I want people to Google Indian broadcaster and my name comes up. Right. I know there's Aditi out there who covers the Steelers. She's the bomb. Um, which is something similar as to what I want to do, cover a team, be their lead reporter or for the NFL. I think that's very fun because you can create those great connections with the team and they give you those cool little tidbits of like, whatever anecdotes that they could say during an interview. And you're just like, Oh, I'm so glad I caught that. Right. So, I think once I can establish a level ground for myself, it'd be great to help other South Asian women that are working in the industry and not just South Asian women. I think any women of color or women in general, because like you mentioned, it is hard to get into it. And I think once you break that mold, it's going to be easier. I'm still in the process of trying to get out of the molds. Um, I, you know, if I had a full job with sports, then I think I would have more insight, but I've learned that making connections with different people, just talking to people on Twitter, like social media has really changed my life. That's how I met you
0: um,
1: and how I met Ariana, who met you. Right. So I think that covid was a blessing in disguise because I DM'd a bunch of people that had a bunch of time and they didn't have time before because sports is like go, 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 which. It is again once everything's picked up like right now i'm juggling basketball and football at the same time and i don't know who thought that would be fun to do but that's what i'm doing (laughs) um so yeah i just think being able to be a resource for people is what i'd love to do like i think we were talking the other day and i think like i would literally dedicate like two days out of the month just to be that resource like hey i cleared my calendar for today shoot me an email or send me your questions on Twitter, whatever the case may be, whatever the platform may be in five years, um, just to help people because I know that all the women I've met have been very helpful. Like Morgan Jenkins has opened so many doors for me. She's with nuts and bolts too. She's just like a nice person. I've never met these people in person, by the way. Okay. We all have virtual friendships. I've never even met Joe and he lives in Maryland and we've been working, we text every day. So it's just, I just think building those right connections and then being a resource at the end of the day is like what I hope to do. So.
0: No, I'm, I'm glad you bring all those points up. Um, (laughs) as Ashmir mentioned, we met through, um, you know, through social media and everything. And that's same thing. I'm also working on those in both sports and just virtual friendships. But, um, I think that's what COVID brought, you know, a lot of blessings in disguises and I completely agree with you on that because thankfully I was able to meet Ariana who introduced me to you guys. Um, but also, you know, just breaking from that mold and everything, um, what what type of lessons did you learn personally, you know, through your journey, um, just in career development and sports, because aside from meeting a lot of people that are willing to help you or just willing to have a helping hand to give a helping hand, um, you're going to meet people down the road that, you know, turn a blind eye or anything like that. So like you said, we had a conversation the other day about not being that person and just seeing yourself, um, you know, trying to do what what's predominantly right especially you know like i'm a minority as well you know i want to make sure that i see more hispanic representation you know in sports and stuff especially being from south america like i, I would love to see more you know people from bolivia and in americans involved in american sports and stuff so i completely get you on that um just in terms of you know you being able to be used as a resource for others or you know do you just reaching out um uh, where would you what would you want to do exactly in terms of um you know, just just doing that because um, there's like meetings and everything like that. But hopefully once COVID, you know, clears out and everything, uh, hopefully, you know, that's sometime relatively soon. Um, just like what type of role model do you want to be, you know, for these women trying to break into the to the sports industry?
1: I think similar to what Roz has done, because you could tell that she really hustled, right? She was a baller, too. So that gave her that background knowledge. She worked her way from the Santa Cruz warriors to the golden state. Next thing you knew she was covering the Olympics. Then she was on the red carpet. Then she went to Georgia for Turner sports and she moved back here to LA, right? Like she always kept herself on the map, but she's always represented herself and you know, her culture and the way her beliefs of how things should be spoken upon. I love the way that she represents herself. So I think something similar of that sort, because she's still, you know this badass knowledgeable person but then you know she'll travel to her hometown or whatever it is and just represent her people and I think that's something that wasn't shown a lot I feel like everybody just stuck to like the strict broadcasting lifestyle like good morning America right and so (laughs) I think that has changed a lot and I kind of think it started from her because I noticed it more along the the warrior's sideline and that's where she was so I think those that's something that I would love to do but sorry hold on laptops man anyway so that's what that's definitely what I would like to be as you know a representation for women and then I think also I joined a, there's a there's a group called Exo Collaborative and they've been having hosts from all over the place and the girl who started it is from Oregon and I just DM'd her Like I've been talking about last year before the Rose Bowl, like I DM'd her six months before that. And I just asked her, you know, what she'd been doing, how's Oregon, blah, blah, blah. And then we met for the first time at the Rose Bowl. And then she's like, hey, I'm thinking of starting this group. I was like, that's hella cool because we're all technically doing that ourselves, we're just messaging people trying to learn their backgrounds create those relationships so that if something opens up they'll be like what's up i thought about henry and i thought about ashmere and they have really good personalities and i know that they're willing to learn so i think because she did that i was able to learn laura rutledge's story and you know just be a, a part of different things that i didn't know would open up those doors and then at the end of the day all women they started back to how they were treated back in the day, right? Like they were in the press box and nobody appreciated that. They were like always, they wanted to cover somebody and that person said they wouldn't want to interview with a woman because they didn't trust what they knew. And so I think because of everything that those women have done, that's like slowly dissolving. Like, I don't know how crazy it is now because I think when I was going to cover March Madness in LA, I would have gotten like a real idea as to how the media treats women in the industry. But for now everyone's been pretty nice to me. I think I've been, you know, ignored or rejected like twenty percent out of a hundred. So it's not a terrible statistic, but it's also like discouraging and doesn't make you want to keep messaging people, especially say you message five people, only two get back, you're like, dude, this is awkward. Like, I don't want to do that again. Mm-hmm. So I just don't want that to happen with me. <laughs> I would rather no. tell you, hey, too busy for the month or too busy for the season, like reach out again in six months and, you know, I'll put something on my calendar, you know, something like that.
0: But but do you feel like that taught you, like, a, because same thing, I've, you know, been on that same boat where, you know, people do turn a blind eye, but I've been able to gain a lot of insight and a lot of lessons from that. So from your perspective, um, would you say it, that's also a blessing in disguise? Because I feel like you learn a lot, a lot about yourself in terms of, you know, just resilience and perseverance, because here's the reality of it being in the sports industry it's not easy or breaking in it's not easy like there's a lot of people that want to do it but um it can take it takes a lot of preparation but also a little bit of luck um you know finding that right person or that right connections but um do you know just from like all that yeah real adversity and just you know feeling discouraged you find you know what type of values do you find in it um especially during a pandemic doing trying to doing this trying to do this during COVID and during a pandemic it can seem harder but you've been able to pivot a lot so just how have what have you learned about yourself and just how have you been able to you know take the, the most out of that
1: uh I am so hard on myself that's what I learned I think I took like two days off this week and that for me taking two days off is like not creating content for the rest of the week or not coming up with like a storyline to write about and. I was like, dude, who do you think you are to take days off? Right? Like, you're not at the top yet. So I've learned that I am my worst critic. And whenever I heard other people say that in like interviews and stuff, I was like, duh, like we all are. But like, I think during COVID, because there's been so much time to work on yourself and work on the skills you want, like I haven't been doing, I feel like I haven't been doing that. Right. But I think I've done a lot like I need to cut myself some slack. So, you know, I brought on a good number of people for nuts and bolts. I've helped increase numbers. I joined another group that's like a South Asian group and I helped increase numbers for that. You know, I just think you need to cut yourself some slack. I think right now, especially because we were so unsure of what was going to happen that we wanted to make the most out of this time. And people were getting their real estate licenses or doing something crazy, whatever they're doing on TikTok. And I was like, wow, I'm not doing any of this stuff. But I think that's what I've learned through this whole thing is just to utilize your time wisely. And then also give yourself a break. Like it was just a lot for me to not, for me to switch off, right? Cause I feel like since we're so close to our, literally i walk downstairs and work downstairs like i don't feel like i'm ever off because i'm like oh i could just sit here and watch tv and keep working but before you would go to work and that was like the environment that you knew that you had to be 100 percent on and then when you come home you're like okay well i'm going to be 100 on all the time and that's just like the hustle like you said like Every day I think we're talking about different stuff that we want to do or like I'm telling Joe like different ideas I have or different graphics I want to make or something like you, You're you gonna get burnt out. I was burnt out. I was burnt out. I went to Palm Springs like two weeks ago and if I didn't do that I was gonna die. Like I was so <laughs> exhausted and I did some stuff there but It didn't like it didn't feel as like m- mentally draining as it did when I was sitting here like stirring in my brain of all the things that i want to do so yeah i don't know some days i love all the stuff i've done and some days i'm like dude you haven't done anything like don't cut yourself slack so i think finding that balance has been hella hard
0: (laughs) yeah no i I agree because it's like a weird fine line um because we do have more time because you can literally open your laptop and like oh i'm at work and then close it and i'm okay now i'm not working you know so yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's weird. I mean, obviously, you know, it's weird times, you know, we don't really have to go anywhere to do this type of work, which is great at the same time, you know, it's just more accessibility and everything. But it's just, uh, it goes, to, I feel like it's uh, this year, especially for, you know, breaking in the sports industry and everything. And, you know, going back into the topic of women breaking into the sports industry or thriving in the sports industry, it takes a lot of resilience. I feel like even a lot more now, it's just like you do have the opportunity to, um, you know, just use your resources and take advantage of not having to drive, let's say commute an hour or two hours or whatever, save gas and everything. So, um, there's like, a but then it's also like a mental thing, you know, like it's a huge mental thing. I feel you on that because, you know, it's just, uh, I was also, I also felt burnt out at some point and I realized, you know, I've been like in a cubicle for so long, uh, that, you know, you needed to see something different. So I, I completely understand that. But then also, um, Going back to the main topic, what I really uh, I really want to bring this up because I've been seeing a very interest, interesting trend lately, and it's been making me happy. So I don't know if you heard, but the MLB got their first female general manager. Uh, her name's Kim Ing, and um, I found that very cool you know because it just goes to show like where we're going to and then i think one of my biggest inspirations actually is uh becky hammond she's the assistant coach for the san antonio spurs and she became the first one in the league so i feel like these are we're hitting barriers now that were never broken before especially because if you go let's say 10 years ago this wasn't even heard of you know so I like it. I like it, especially because it shows like what resilience and hard work actually does. Um, and I think it's very encouraging, you know, for, you know, women trying to break into sports and trying to just thrive in it because it is it is male dominated, especially in these type of uh, positions. But I feel like, you know, that's going to change and it is changing and I'm, I'm happy for that. So for yourself, like, can you see yourself getting to like that executive level and everything? Actually, what is your exact... Dream career goal that you are thriving for?
1: Uh, It changes every day. Like, because I've been, I've learned different stories. And so I've kind of been like, oh, I don't want to do that. Or more so like, oh, that sounds really fun. So like I mentioned, I'd love to cover a team specifically like Aditi does for the Steelers. I think that would be really fun. You're just their main reporter, like Haley Elwood for the you know, LA Chargers. That's fun because you're always like representing one team, one brand. Um, but I would also like to be somebody similar that set as Taylor Rooks, like has my own podcast, You know, just like hanging out with people as we're doing now but learning about their stories, asking about these specific moments in time that athletes and fans like always are wondering about because I feel like that's super popular right now. It's like the behind the jersey lifestyle. And I think that's fun. I actually thought of that concept like two years ago before she launched the show and then i was like whoa this is so cool i literally was thinking the same thing i was like who doesn't want to know what steph curry eats before he gets on you know goes to play a (laughs) game or something or his road or something you know so just like stuff like that would be fun um but then also like there's just so many cool women out there that are doing so much cool stuff like laura like, like i said yeah so i i honestly just feel like anything that has me in the presence of other people, just talking about sports or interviewing athletes. I think that's like where I envision myself before I would tell you, Oh, I want to be a sideline reporter, but I don't know if that's like the number one thing for me anymore. So yeah, it's very, it's like very uh, blurred.
0: (laughs) It's blurred, but it can be exciting, right? Because I feel like your goals don't stay stagnant. And then I think that's the biggest thing also in the sports industry is just like it tests how much you can evolve along the way. But I, I had no experience with podcasts before making this podcast. Um, and just you, you it's a really a test, like what can I teach myself and how, how far will it take me? You know, because um, that's just really, it. I don't think sports, the sports industry is not one dimensional, which makes it fun, but w- that's also what makes it super challenging. You know, um, it's, podcasts writing social media social media is such a big like business tool now
1: i don't want to do that again (laughs) i think after all that i do in social right now like i think it'd be fun to cover a team be their social person but covering like leagues and multiple things like as one person it's a lot of work so i think i'd Mm. steer away from social
0: (laughs) yeah so like now you're just steering towards like covering one individual team right
1: For the dream, yes. Mm -hmm. But for nothing else, no, I got to come up with everything, you
0: know. -hmm. No, yeah, she's the brain behind the, you know, the social media and everything and all the graphics. Uh, But I feel like that's just what makes you super, you know, versatile. And along the way, you know, it's just going to help you even more to get to where you want to be and everything. Um, What would you say to you is the, was the biggest challenge getting to this point? I know we talked about you know several adversities and everything like that but to you like what was the biggest point where you probably felt the most discouraged or the most challenged but you you came out on top somehow can you explain that
1: okay there's two instances so when i and i (laughs) all the time when i did my first live stream for nuts and bolts i was i didn't have a ring light okay i literally filmed it as the sun was (laughs) setting so it was getting darker on my face and i (laughs) filmed it in my living room and my cousin was sitting in front of me helping me because he knew that I was really stressed out. And I, on the ticker, you could see how many people are live streaming. Right. And we went ham on the promo, like first woman for nuts and bolts, football show, blah, blah, blah. And I got on and the light turned on and I was like, Hey, everyone, <laughs> like, super awkward. <laughs> and I was like, what's up? This is not like, like, Just shoulder, you know, like you just like didn't feel in your own body. And I like think I blacked out because I was saying all this stuff and my cousin was like nodding like it made sense. But I'm sitting there like, What am I saying? Like this is going crazy. And I got like 10 minutes into it and I was like, Okay, I think this is enough. Like I've been talking 10 minutes by myself, like I'm tripping. And I think I had like 13 people viewing. So I was like, oh my God, this is a lot of people watching me live and I like stumbled over my words. So after that first live stream, I was like, dude, I can't do this. This is crazy. I was like, I'm just making up stuff in my head because I didn't know back then you could read your notes if you want. Like people aren't gonna expect you to memorize 500 words and 500 lines that you're gonna do for a broadcast for a 30 minute show, right? so that was one thing now today ariana and i could shoot the shit for hours like on football and all this stuff i could slam on her patriots and the seattle seahawks for days but a year ago i would have been so nervous i would have been like what so that's one thing and then also just evolving in socials like when i started with nuts and bolts too i was on instagram back in the day before it was like the major flex of life and you can make it a cash flow app and all that stuff like i was just like posting my lunch with my grandpa or something stupid right like back when it was regular so when i graduated and came home and i saw that there's this aesthetic and there's this grid feel and like the continuity of colors and all this stupid stuff i was like dude i cannot keep up with this like and then we hired kalindi who is amazing but she loves creating graphics so i've learned a lot from her but yeah i think that those are the two things that I really overcame because once you do a live stream and you watch it back and you you literally say I'm never doing this again like I shouldn't be on TV I'm never doing this again and then I did it again and Joe was like listen you're getting better and then I did it again and I was like Joe I have to pre-record these because I don't have like I was coming home from work at five o'clock filming before the sun came down I was like dude daylight savings is gonna beat me to this like I need to pre-film these So that was helpful because then I learned how to use Adobe Premiere and that's what is used everywhere. So that gave me, you know, a lot of exposure to that and just learning how to add different transitions and all the things. But I think those are the two major things. And for, I'm going to pat myself on the back because that was only a year ago and I already feel so much better.
0: Would you say it was like mainly like a confidence type of thing too, like a confidence barrier that I feel you too, I, before podcasting, I did have a radio show back in my first year of college. First time I ever did it. Um, it was horrible. I did it in my dorm. It was like record on my laptop because I didn't have access to the studio yet. And it was like, wow, I can't do this, you know, but it really is. It's just the more you do it, the better you get. It's like anything else in life, you know, it's like driving a car. I learned that if you can drive a car, if you learn how to drive a car, you can learn how to do anything. But for you, would you say it was like, When you look back, you're like, wow, like, because you're a very confident person. And I appreciate that. You know, you're very charismatic and everything. But would you say you saw that evolve as well in terms of just like, I can just say this, this, and that now without any hesitation? Or what is it mainly that like changed mentally for you?
1: I think it was like the people on the internet. Like, there's a lot of people that love to spit hate the minute they see it. So I think I was afraid of being wrong, even though I knew that I was right. Um, So that was one thing. And then honestly, the practice, like you said, after I did it three times live, and if it wasn't because I didn't have the time to do it live, I would have kept doing it live. Um, But I also didn't think it was very fun to watch me just talk live by myself when I, there was nobody else at Nuts and Bolts back then wanted to be on the show, so. I didn't think it would be fun for me to be like, hey, what's up? Did you guys catch that Thursday night game? But before I wouldn't talk like this, I'd be like, hey, welcome back to Moving the Chains. Like, this is Ashmere. like, very reserved. So I think it was a combination of those two. Like, my confidence grew over time. And then also just remembering that I know my shit and I should just be able to say it how I want to say it and not feel like all the trolls are going to show up. Even if they do, then, you know, you just got to keep rolling with it. So
0: like screw the haters like yeah, yeah that that just flip
1: it takes a lot people can say a lot of mean stuff i read what they say on marita taylor's post i read what they say on anybody's post really sarah spain gets a ton of hate because she's so open about whatever she feels like mina kimes is like the smartest football person i've ever listened to in my life and people still hate on the stuff she says but at the end of the day we're all like it's all an opinionated thing like we're not we don't know what's going to happen at the five o'clock game tonight, right? Like we are not fortune tellers. We can't see the future. So it's either like you take it and enjoy watching what you're watching and you like the personality of the people that give you the content that you get, or just stop watching sports because it's not going to go away.
0: (laughs) No, that's great. I mean, um, yeah, we touched on a lot of topics and everything. Uh, but something that I've been wanting to ask you is just like, what's, what would you tell up and coming, you know, women journalists, uh, women reporters, women sideline everything um, in the sports industry um, that you've learned? What would you, you know, want to tell them uh, something that you, that you wish you knew that, you know, you can advise them on it right now?
1: I would try to write like once a week, at least on whatever you want. It could be, you know, what you had for breakfast or, you know, your workout routine that's working, it's not working. But I just think maintaining that skill is really important. Um, I have to write all the notes that I use for the shows. So I think that's very helpful. And also just to ask questions. Like, I was very afraid to slide into people's DMs. Like, I didn't think that I was going to get this positive response rate, you know? And everyone, okay, 70% of people are willing to help you. Like Morgan reached out to me and said she loved my blog. I'm like this little nobody in the Bay Area, right? She's like, I love you put on trying to launch a website. And I was like, wow, you found me? Like this is so crazy. And I felt like super cool. I was like, and then we talked and we were like, now we just talk on the phone for like who knows how long. So I think just reaching out to people because the worst they could say is no or ignore you. And you just have to keep asking or keep talking to other people. I think those are like the two most important things.
0: No, thank you for sharing, Uh, Ashmeer. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have today. But audience, I know you guys are listening, but Ashmeer is an amazing person. Later on down the line, you're going to keep hearing that name, you know all over the sports realm but ashmir thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on my podcast i really appreciate it you can find her uh, social media in the description and you can also find nuts and bolts social media in the description as well thank you guys for listening so much and i'm looking forward to having you guys next time